Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. I'm going to take a picture of us and Oh, yes, the- yes. Let's do Take this. glasses off just for the picture. Okay, nice. I like that. But it's good that you we- you're wearing them. Oh, look, I want to get both our marathon tops Yeah, marathon on. merch. We did it. Nice. This is old. This is one of the ones you get what? when you um, apply to the ballot and you don't get a place. And they say, would you like a T-shirt instead? <laughs> and you're like, that's the same. Yeah, go on. <laughs> so this, this, is about, this is about five years, maybe lo- more like eight years old. Well, I was thinking about that. Well, let's, we're going to get there. What, what, yeah. how, what are we going to run? Around the park? Yeah, it's around the park. Let's run around the park. I like that plan. It's running commentary. It's, it's early June and it's grey, although I think it might rain. And uh, I, we're joined by Vicky Stone. Hi, Rob Deering. Hi. I say we're joined. Actually, I'm joined because today you replace Paul Tonkinson. Yes. Which is a sad tale of woe. Not it's a least sad tale of woe. Because um, uh, you, were, you gigged with him the other day, which is yes. how this came to pass. Yes, we gigged. We gigged at the, it was the first gig after the London Marathon and right. I was going on stage without a toenail. <laughs> I feel so naked. <laughs> yeah, I was. I was trying to um, grapple with wearing stage heels. Yeah. Um, with my feet in a very, very bad state. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. How, how are your toes now? Just to um, well, I'm still one toenail down. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and one is completely purple. I've got two purple ones, but they, they both hung in there, and then one of them got better really quick, and the other one is still just looks like a black current. No, I had to have one removed. Woohoo! Yay! <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then of... I had it removed on the way to a gig. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm not good with toes and nails. I really no, wish no, I'm not, I'm not good at looking at it without well, the nail what, off. Let's change the subject yeah, okay. and talk about Paul's hernia. Yeah, Paul's hernia. Hey. Mm. Actually, good news. The reason he's not here is because when I was away last week, he went and had a, an operation. Long term, great. Seems a lot better. Yeah. All good. Short term, recuperating. Yeah. With all the sore stories that involves, and I'm sure... He'll come back and well, tell I've, us I've himself. I've met quite a few men recently that have recently had hernias. Maybe it's a thing. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I, I, mean, is, I, I think it is, isn't it? With I've got no experience of this myself. And, and I have to say that just for a second there, I felt jealous. But it's past. <laughs> <laughs> 
because I feel all right. So, um, uh, we'll, we, we'll try and, you know, I'll try and be Paul every now and again to cover for his absence. Okay. But right now, let's talk. So, um, let's talk running. You yes. did the marathon this year, but it wasn't yeah. your first London marathon. How many London marathons? Uh, that you was my second. Yeah. Um, I did the first one, I think, 2015. Yes. Yeah. I remember that because... I saw you. <laughs> saw you in the starting tent, and, and you did a fantastic photo bomb. Because I was getting a picture of me with uh, Helen Georgia from yes. Call the Midwife. Yes. And when I saw it later, there's a little... Yes, but we were, Helen and I are uh, really good friends. Helen George, television's Helen George. Yeah, and, uh, she did Strictly that year as well. She did Strictly that year, yes. Well, the day that we run the London Marathon, she had to finish at a certain time because she was presenting a BAFTA that uh, evening. So, that's not a euphemism. No. I mean, I've often got to the end of a marathon and presented a couple of BAFTAs myself. <laughs> I mean, if there's one reason to get a time, it's because you've got a car waiting. <laughs> 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 but we had we had this plan we had this plan to run together yep. and then we, we were, she sort of managed to get me into the celebrity bit yep. of the marathon and so well not because not because of your own celebrity well we were doing it together yeah, yeah, and yeah. you know I don't know so we um we met lots of other people so people like Greg James there yep. and what she didn't realise is that lots of celebs hire pacers so they hire people to run with them yes um. And she actually wanted a bit of a faster time than I did. Uh, that year, I just wanted to get round. Yeah. And so I got chatting. She said, oh, do you mind if I run ahead and go with Greg and their pace? And I was like, yeah, fine. Off you go. I'll be all right. Yeah. So I get chatting to a man in the tent, and we chat at the start. And we'd never met before, and I had no idea who he was. We yeah. ended up running that whole marathon together. Yeah. The whole thing. Start to finish, chatting the whole way around. Yeah. I didn't know who he was, but I ended up running it with... Um, uh, he was a... A sort of 90s premiership footballer called Lee Hendry. Okay, yeah, no, no. Yeah. So now we're really good friends. <laughs> Excellent. It's really strange. Like I, I know I'm not particularly a big football fan, so I had no idea. And we just had a... Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, a friendship forged in the, in the furnace of a marathon is going to stick, isn't it? I mean, oh, well, absolutely. We're used to that as comedians, the whole spender spend a six-hour car journey with someone, yeah. then that's it. You know each other well for the rest of your lives, even if you don't see each other for years at a time. Yeah. But a marathon is like that to the power of extreme experience. Yeah, it was really sweet. Things like he got stopped by BBC Sport to do an on-camera interview. Yeah. And he pulled me into shock. He was, he was like, look, we're doing this together. Yes. I thought that was ever so sweet. I think it's also worth noting at this point, this feels like a good moment to drop, <laughs> the fact that you were dressed up. Head to toe as a dog. Yes, both marathons I've done yes. as a spaniel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> which is brilliant. I'm gonna, I've got, I'm gonna try and root out that picture so I can include it on the podcast. Oh yes, it's really. But good. the first year was quite a sort of spaniel light. It was a normal sort of running outfit. Yeah. And um, and then just sort of dog ears, dog face paint, tail. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It was. Which it was a, that's why the photo bomb is so good. It's a dog bomb essentially. It's a dog bomb. Yeah. But but this year. This year I went, I went all out. I went all out. Yeah. And did a full, a full body animal costume. Yeah. And it was, um, it was actually, it was actually an official Guinness World Record attempt. Yes. And that was a was weird experience. Was it the full body suit, um, um, female record yeah. attempt that was actually taken yeah. in the end by Kate Carter? Yes, it was. Right. So the, 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 the record to beat was 4.13. Yeah. And I thought I could shave five minutes off that. Yep, yep. Fine. Did you? So I, no. But I'll explain that in a minute. <laughs> yeah, good. So I'm, I'm, this part, this very part we're running around now, I was, tra- I was training in, and I would train in far too many clothes. So, like, 
uh, running suit on top of that jogging trousers. I like, just basically was doing all my training, being boiling. Yeah, yeah. Bradley Cooper at the beginning of Silver Linings Playbook. Yeah, exactly that. Yeah. Um, rather than doing too much running in the dog suit, I did do a half in the dog suit to train. So I did go out in it. But um, yeah, so I hadn't at any point in this process thought that on the day somebody else would be going for the same record. Yes. I did. It just didn't occur to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I got this bloody dog suit on and I arrive at the green gate <laughs> and then I see this woman as a bloody panda <laughs> and I was absolutely raging. I couldn't believe it. I was like, oh my God, all that, all those hours running around the park in boiling outfits. And there's a blooming panda. And I've actually got to make a decision as to whether or not I race a panda. <laughs> <laughs> And I was, I was really downhearted. You know, I was really kind of like distraught. I was like, oh, fuck. And, um, and there was this woman that I'd met at the Cambridge Half. Yeah. And she, was, she, she told me at the Cambridge Half that she was trying for fastest Snow White. Yeah. And she's quite a, she's quite a runner. Her fastest marathon was 3.17. And, um, and she was gutted because she gets in. There's three bloody Snow Whites. <laughs> There was, uh, there was two guys in skeleton outfits. I never, I hadn't, and until this year, I had absolutely no awareness of this subculture yeah. of people guinness off against each other. Yeah, but actually having to race. Yeah. And I saw this panda. And More I was, so than people who aren't dressed up in silly clothes. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I saw, I didn't, I didn't know who it was in the panda outfit, and I saw that she was in the fastest... Um, the fastest group, fastest yeah, zone, yeah. whatever it is. And I was like, okay, well, I've got no chance. So I got a pep talk off the Snow White. Yeah. Because I was like, right, I'm going to abandon it. I'm not going to do it. Just take the costume off, get round. <laughs> and she went, no, do it, but don't go mad. Yeah. Because you won't get the record. So just, just, just go round and do it in the costume. And yeah. I mean, in the long... <laughs> For, you know, with, with hindsight and everything, it's slightly a gift because it's like, now I can just do it and enjoy running around in the costume, yes, which is still yes. a big thing. Yeah, I mean, exactly. I assume you're doing it for charity. Yes, I was doing it for charity. And, I, and that's why I did it in 419. Yeah, which, which is, is fantastic. Fine. But, you know. I mean, that's a good time for someone not just as a dog. Yeah, but the, th- but the thing is, is that I didn't have to then go ape shit, basically. And I did have a nice time. <laughs> And yeah, she got 348, so I yes. had no chance. No, it was preposterous. She smashed it. Madness. And in the spirit of full disclosure, that's who we ran with last time. So, uh-huh. you know, but I know there's no real tension there. No, no. Picturing <laughs> a panda and dogfight. <laughs> but you see, the thing is, is that what people do is they create records. Yeah. So you've got a man there with an ironing board. Yeah. Yeah, going for a fastest marathon with an ironing board. Yeah, it's like a Google whack. You need a low, low hanging yeah. fruit. Exactly. I mean, the first transit. Although the funny one is. And listeners will know this from before. In, you know, there's sort of things that people do. I, I mean, I think in the UK, it's like, I will do the marathon and do it in fancy dress for charity. Yeah. That's a kind of accepted course of action, which I now realise is very British. Yes. You don't see that so much around the world. In New York, quite a few people, like only one or two, but like a, a sub-contingent, you know, yeah. run it backwards. What? Exactly what? Backwards. What's that all about? What? Who wants a marathon backwards? But enough people that if you did it, you wouldn't be the only person doing that. That's insane. Isn't it? That's really strange. It just seems so counter to the whole... I mean, what kind of marathon are you having? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. That's very strange. So because that was what I thought of when I thought, what would be the Google whack? What could one do to break the record? I think that... I did think this year that me and Paul should uh, be the people who podcast the whole marathon, but I 
didn't think of it until the day before we podcast the whole marathon. Yeah. There's something in that. But then they'd have been strict and said, you have to do it. You have to not lose any of the files or have anything wrong. And of yeah. course, this being well in commentary. Well, there's quite, I mean, there's quite, well, whatever you decide to do, they then set a fairly stringent set of rules around it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, for instance, you can go to the toilet, but you can't remove any of your costume outside of the toilet. Yes. Um, and you can't move on on the course in any way yeah. with any bits of it missing. Because yeah. there was that uh, controversy last year about that witch who, right. did, a, who did a Bucks fizz and uh, whipped off half a skirt. Yeah. And abandoned it. Right. And then I think she got stripped of her Guinness World Record. <laughs> a witch's skirt. Yeah. This is a ridiculous thing I to know. be happening in life. Yeah. Was it just you and Kate the Panda? Or was there like a half dozen serried animals ranked on the start line going, no, damn it? No, it was just us two. So there was the, the only people doubling up. There's men as... Men as skeletons, yep. women as Snow White. Snow White I thought was quite easy because yeah. it's basically just a sort of, you know, Smithy's dress. Yeah, it's yeah. Not a, not, it's not a, it's not a, so they were, they were running. Light, if not breathable, quite light. Yeah, well, they were running really fast. Yeah, yeah. You know, they, they were going for threes. Yeah, right. So, um, you know, if, if, if my lady that I met thought that she wasn't going to get 317, yeah. then... Here we are. <laughs> the other road, hey... Um, um, yeah. So, but it's a, it, it is a definitely, definitely an extremely strange subculture that I hadn't thought through. No. I hadn't, my brain hadn't prepared in any way to actually race someone. And jumping back to your other marathon. Yeah. With uh, Lee, Lee Hendry. <laughs> what, first of all, how, what was your time then? I was 4.44. Okay, so... All the fours. Eminently respectable. Well, I wasn't aiming for anything. Yeah. And he hadn't trained. Um, he's a, obviously a professional athlete, so... Yes, which makes a difference. Yeah. So he was, for him, going quite slowly, and I was yeah. doing my best. Yeah, good. And then after we'd reached a certain point, there was just, like, this thing where we'd wait for each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? That's really nice yeah. that you fell in together. Yeah. It's funny how that stuff about pacing and that, there is something very nice about stumbling on it yeah because it's too much pressure on it when you plan it yes but if you don't have it then you haven't got that kind of support you know it's a, it's a really fine line so well there was something about for the most recent one about abandoning that record attempt abandoning it in my head yeah taking the pressure off that makes it quite enjoyable yeah very freeing yeah yeah good you know and yeah i did the whole thing what's six to ten minutes slower than i might have done otherwise but hey-ho yeah that's you not know what i mean yeah exactly um, but do you think you would? Do you think you would accept that challenge now you know it exists, or are you like? Oh, yeah, I do. Kind of, I do. I, d- I did like it, and I would like to try perhaps something else. Yeah, yeah. Um, and how did Helen do when she was off to the Baptist? Was she off ahead of you? I think she did about four fifteen to four twenty, something along those lines. Yeah, yeah. Um, and definitely went off ahead. Yeah. But I think she. I think she lost. The, I think she lost Greg James and right. their group. But it's so interesting. So someone like Jensen Button, who did it last, that year, yes, he did. had about five paces, yeah. and they run around him in a circle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really fascinating. I didn't know until then that Formula One drivers need to be physically fit. Yes. I was kind of a little bit appalled <laughs> by Jensen Button because he was so amazing. And I think that my wife thought he was pretty amazing. And we were getting our massage at the same time afterwards. It's like, oh, yeah, what's it? I think he did it in 2.52. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. 
It's like you, do, you don't need the car. No. <laughs> Damn it. It really hurt. So, <laughs> and running in general is, you, 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 you know, a couple of marathons. Yeah. You're running here today. Oh, did you run here to me today? No, I cycled. Uh, me too. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh... <laughs> Was going along the towpath giving big cheesy grins to, to runners, which is pretty disastrous anyway. But when you're not running, yeah. they're like, who's the smiling cyclist? <laughs> Leave me alone. So where, uh, are you near Victoria Park? Yeah, not too far. And also, I, go to the, I tend to go, my gym is in Shoreditch. Yeah. So what I tend to do is leave my stuff at the gym, run down in London, run down the canal towpath, yep. around Victoria Park, yeah. back down the towpath, and that's about 10. Excellent. So that's my sort of, that's my sort of preferred 10K, and then I'm, I'm at the gym, and I can sort of shower and then carry on with my and day. And at the gym, do you train as a dog? I, did, well, I went in there once. <laughs> I put the dog suit on. Very late at night on the treadmill. Yeah. Um, and there was two other bemused people in there going, okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm hoping it was quite obvious. They must work it out. That's yeah, of course. But you see, I, I, so I did the Cambridge Half in the dog suit. Yeah. And I, I used that to kind of work, work things out, which was sort yeah. of things like... The crotch was too low, yeah, which right. is a disaster because that's like chafe central. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and sort of uh, the uh, the nose. So the, the rules were the, the head had to be completely covered. Yeah. You could have a space to breathe. Yeah. And the dog, the nose on the dog seat was too close to my natural nose. Right. Which meant that no fresh air could get in. Yeah, right. So I had to sort of put some foam in there just to Give it a push bit it forward a bit. Because otherwise, I mean, you don't want to not breathe. No, no. Um, but also, did you have that thing? I think the one thing we got from Kate running the whole marathon in a full-body animal suit is the incredible relief of taking the head off when you get over the line. Yeah. Was that a special moment for yeah, you? Yeah, 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 it was, absolutely. Um, yeah. But luckily, it was the day for it. Yeah. It was about the sort of similar, similar conditions today. It was kind yeah. of yeah. a little bit warm, but... You know, if it, yeah. I, I, my plan always was if I was, I wasn't going to pursue it and make myself ill. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. If it was too hot and I was feeling like I was about to faint, I'd just take the bloody thing off. Yeah. So I had a, I had an outfit on underneath that I knew I could just run in yeah. if I wanted to abandon it. So good. You, so you had the kind of the purity of getting around the marathon was yes. kind of always there to oh, be achieved. Yeah. Getting, getting around the marathon was always the thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, if I had to finish it in my bra and pants, that's how I'd finish it. Yeah, <laughs> people do. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. No one cares. And um, so you've done those two London marathons, you haven't done any other marathons. But you were saying that you've, you've been in the ballot before. You wanted to do London more often. Yeah, well, I wanted to do it. I think I applied in the ballot. I mean, it's one of those things where the first time I applied in the ballot, I hadn't really run. Yeah, right. I mean... It's one of those things where, I guess because of what I do for a job, this whole sort of comedian thing, yes. you're often setting yourself ridiculous challenges. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I just put into the ballot and didn't get it. Yeah. Um, uh, but, then, but then when I did it, uh, I did it with the Dogs Trust the first time. Yeah. Um, and then they've basically asked me every year since. Yeah, good. Um, and then this year, uh, I was like, okay, then fine. I'll <laughs> do it again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. there's a wolf runner over there. He probably thinks he's taking the Mickey, but that is just a coincidence. See, I would never. I'm really uh, impressed because uh, morning magpies. I'm so um, the idea of 
doing it people because people always ask don't they say oh you're doing it in fancy dress when you say you're doing a marathon yeah it's nice for you because you can say yes yes i am but i can't imagine it it would make me panic real bad. It's so funny because I remember about sort of 21 miles, my brain's like, right, this is it. I'm finishing this and then I'm never doing it again. And then when you finish it, you're like, well, I'm doing that again. Yes, that's right. It's something about part of the achievement is, it, mm. is letting go of your joy. You saying that just then reminds me of Paul saying when he did his sub three, he kind of realised it was going to happen. Yeah. But it wasn't a sense of victory. In a sense of, oh no, I'm going to be suffering like this to the end. Yes. And I'm going to get that thing I wanted, but this is what it's going to cost. Yes. It's a weird thing, isn't it? Kind of healthy, I suppose, in the long game, but at that moment in time, that's pretty dark. Yeah, I think I think the thing that came to me was obviously now I want a sub four. Yeah. Um, because I've did 419 in a dog suit. Yeah, that's right. That's, um, that seems very reasonable. It seems yeah. possible. Yeah. But it's sort of whether or not... The hard, the hard thing is just the commitment to all the long runs beforehand. Maybe, yeah, that's right. So you know, and especially as a gigging comic, you find yourself having to... But then, like, I, I was always doing long runs in places where I was gigging, yeah. which means that you get to see somewhere... That's right, I do that ...beyond lot, an art centre car park. You, you do run in places you go to on tour, then. Yeah. Yeah, how do yeah. you do it? And I think it's nice, sometimes you go to places you've been going to for years and find out more about them from running. Yes. Which is great. Yes, I ran something, one of my longest runs, I think the 30k, was I ran, I think it's something called the Middleton Way or the Something Way, and it runs from Stockport, it's a disused railway, that runs from Stockport down to uh, Macclesfield. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's just a straight line. Straight down. Straight down and back, sort of 15k each way. Yeah, brilliant. Um, it's those Victorians, you see. Yeah. Towpaths, municipal parks, yeah. and, uh, and old railways. Yeah. Though I was in uh, Blythe, or maybe uh, Ashington, and someone said, oh, it's a great disused railway, you should run down there. And I thought, oh, I know the Parkland Walk, I know the Innocent Railway, and Edinburgh, this is going to be brilliant. And when I got there, the rails are still there. Oh, my God. So I'm like, hopping over sleepers, hopping over the rails, jetting <laughs> on these big stones, got a big foot injury. Like so oh great, God. such a great thing. It's like, it's not a great thing. If anything, it's the worst disused railway I've ever yeah. <laughs> Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen 
premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. So, I think then you need to go back, get a place in the marathon, London Marathon through, uh, <coughs> through the Dogs Trust, and then go... Goldilocks to do the lightest possible, you know? Well, I, I thought, I thought about ears. that. I thought about, I could do, um, I feel it wouldn't be dog related, so I could do Dorothy and Toto. Oh, nice. Like holding a, that's easy. Yeah, Dorothy. get in the basket. Yeah. Nice. Dorothy. And you could do your Toto as a glove puppet, like Bob Carradine's with <laughs> the dog. <laughs> yeah, go around with an act. Yeah, nice. Do a few turns and then note as it gets tougher is, Now I've said this on this podcast, yeah. I'll get there and there'll be another one. <laughs> That's what will happen. I thought you were going to say that you've committed and you have to do it, but no, no. No. Someone else. Is Someone else will go, oh yeah, that's a lovely idea. I just idea. thought of it. I just said of it. it was listening to Running Comedy. I had this great yeah. idea. And then there'll be nine of us. Yeah. And I'll be really cross. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we should mention something really specific now. Do you remember how Bob Carrages used to wear a silver wig for that? And now if that person wears a silver wig, they got it <laughs> Oh, no, they got it here. Yeah. yeah. So, talking comedy. Yes. Um, it, we, we rarely get to gig together because you are what is known in the trade as a musical comedian. Yes. Um, so we don't, we, people will rarely book us on the same bill. That's right. And Unless I think like also gig or something. what you do is, uh, what but I mean, what we both do is elaborate. But uh, get, what's, the, what's the digest on your act for someone who hasn't seen it? Well, I mean, if, I, if, I go, if I'm in a comedy club, it's just a, it's just a, a bit of stand-up and comedy songs at the piano or keyboard. Yeah. But on tour, it's a slightly more sort of showbiz, theatrical. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's in essence a comedy show, but there's you know, a couple of costumes and, uh, yeah, yeah. and but, you know, it's, it's just a bit more... Um, just, I, I tend to... I, I work a lot in theatre as well anyway, so yeah. I tend to sort of use use that and I tend to get a bit carried away. I was going to say very, very roughly that you're more uh, formal dots, uh, orchestral, proper instruments, whereas yeah. I'm a bit more kind of rock pop. Yes. Not that you don't visit rock and pop, but you know what I mean? You yeah, yeah. I mean, I come from a sort of classical music background. Yeah. Um, not that that's necessarily what the material is about. No, but that's... Um, but skill set. And wasn't it, maybe it was the same year, maybe it wasn't, but did you do, <coughs> I've got, by the way, I've got a bit of nature in the back of my throat. <laughs> so if I keep going, <laughs> like Will Smith and Hitch, I can only apologise. Um, did we, you did a show with loads of instruments, like a full? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did, um, I did this kind of conceptual show, yeah. uh, which I used a loop pedal and used 20 instruments. And the con- concept was that I got people to lend me them. Right. Um, and, and in turn, I told the stories of the instruments that people lent me. That's nice. Um, yeah. You know, it's just sometimes with these shows, you need to have a bit of a thing. Yes, that's um, right. A story you want to tell. Yeah, or just starting from a, jumping off from a point that feels like it's got somewhere to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this year's a bit different. I've not been to Edinburgh with a full long, uh, with a full length tour run in five years. Yeah. I went a couple of years ago and did one, a one-off in the Pleasant's Ground with a big, big one-off, which yeah, is yeah. a tremendous way to do Edinburgh. Yeah, yeah, in and out. Like a, yeah, yeah. superb. Bosh, boom, yeah. bye. So I'm doing my first sort of full, full run in five years this year and um, 
And it's very, uh, it's not really conceptual at all. It's just called Songbird. And it's just stand-up and songs. Nice. You know? But so, you're going to do Songbird by a heap of Cassidy stroke Fleetwood Mac. Well, I tried. that's not a funny song. But I tried out <laughs> in previews and it died really badly. Oh. <laughs> um, so I don't, I don't know whether it's just that audience or whether it's a terrible idea. But what I did is that I bought this at an expense of £65, an eagle outfit. Yeah. Full body eagle outfit. Nice. Sat on oh, that's just remind me, I've seen your public list image. It's fantastic. What, a parrot on my head? <laughs> yeah, I didn't want to get a new photo shoot. So I, just said, I just said to my designer, can you just put a parrot on my head, please? <laughs> nice. Oh, done. Yeah, done. What's the, and Songbird, yeah. And where are you on? What um, time is the Pleasant. Yeah, yeah, Pleasant, yeah, 7 o'clock. Um, but yes, yeah, so I had this eagle outfit, and my yeah. idea was to... Uh, my idea was to sit at the piano, yeah. and as people come in, I play sort of jazz, jazz standards, <laughs> but bird stuff. Yeah, great. So I played Songbird. Yeah. I played Eva Care, and then Nelly I'm Like a Bird, yeah. Blackbird by the Beatles. People were yeah, utterly, yeah. utterly bemused by it. Yeah. <laughs> and it's it made the whole thing, isn't it, when people are coming in to do something that's kind of mid-level, are we performing or are we not performing? Exactly. People get quite bewildered by that. Yeah, it's, it's what's known in the, in, in the business, a pre-show. Yeah. So, I don't know whether to try it again. I've, oh, lost, I've lost my confidence in it, but I have spent £65 on the outfit. <laughs> the eagle thing is fantastic, although I think wearing it sounds a little bit egotistical to me. Uh, <laughs> Maybe if Paul wore it, then it would be egotistical. Uh, um, shall we, yeah, we... We're back. Shall we go around the lake? Yeah, let's go around the lake. Let's go around the lake. No, 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 I'm good. I'm good. Um, so... I, I mean, that's the funny thing, because it just all sounds great to me. But there is a real, I'm talking about being egotistical, but there's a real luxury, because on the one hand, I have some crossover experience with high concepts and musical comedy. But on the other hand, because it's not me, I'm like, yeah, do that. <laughs> do all that. Yeah. Sing that. But it's amazing some of the things you find out, like, you know, singing a certain song will make the audience sad or make you want to stop singing it. Or sometimes you can have something that's absolutely hilarious, but the music is a bit too proper. Yeah. And that kind of kills the comedy energy. Yes. Like, I've got a really good wah-wah pedal. It's a really gorgeous piece of kit. And I wrote, you know, three to five jokes one <laughs> year so I could include it in my show. Yeah. And they were oh, none of them worked because it sounded too proper. Yes, okay, yeah. It was yeah. like the comedian had left and a guitarist had arrived. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because... Um, uh, I did a show, I uh, did a preview at the Wells Comedy Festival the other week. And oh, yeah. Nick Helm was on after me and he sent me a text saying, Do you mind if I come and watch your show with my parents? Yeah, yeah. I was like, Yeah, sure. And, uh, <laughs> and then he said at the end that, so I, I, I don't have, you know, any spoilers, but there's just a bit where I slide along the floor, um, <laughs> dressed as my dog on his anus. Yeah. You know, like a dog slides along the yeah, floor. Yeah, okay, I can, on see, his we can see that. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I do that. And Nick sent me a message going, that, that bit made my mum cry. She found it really moving. <laughs> that is not what you're But that's because for. the music is really, the music is designed to be this, you know, musical theatre style, big, big emotional finish, but juxtapositioned with yeah. dragging. So she just got, got, she ignored, just the got ignored, ignored the juxtaposition. Ignored the just wept. <laughs> that's me sliding along the floor. That's great. As my dog on his well, arse. I mean, that is a bit of a plot spoiler, but my goodness, we all want to see that now. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the dog thing is a theme in your work, that's clear. The dog yeah. ties together the music and the running. Yeah. Well, he's a great dog. What's his, what's his name? His name's Bert. Oh, uh, right. He's seven, and, yeah. you know, he's just, just one of those. It's just, it's just Bert. He's just the sort of the constant, if you know what I mean. Yeah, when, you yeah. have a, when you have a sort of 
yeah, a life of self-employment and sort of yeah. art and showbiz is often quite sporadic. And, you know, yeah, it's not very... Um, you know, you, you never go to the same place every day. You're not, you don't yeah. leave the house and go to a place of There's work. There's not much of a through line. No. And I always find, you know, the dog is the... Uh, he is. Oh, that's lovely. It's the... Um, I'm thinking of Chewbacca the anchor. I feel like Bert is your Chewbacca. Yeah. 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 yeah that's you know, nice. it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you're doing. Bert wants his breakfast at eight and his dinner at six. Very nice. Do you have a run with Bert? Yes. Nice. Yeah, I do. Um, I, I always go to... Uh, I drive out to Epping Forest, yeah, um, which is the uh, run I like to do with him. Yeah, um, mainly just so he can go wherever he wants and without any issues. Yeah, yeah, get in the forest. But it tends to be quite a slow run because he'll there's a lake and he'll get in and swim and yeah, you know. Good. Nice. Yeah. I'm sorry about the incredible amount of magpie action here today. Why are you apologising? Have you organised it? Yeah, I did. I, 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 I put some magpie treats out before you got here. Magpie. Yeah. And as a result, there's about a thousand magpies in Victoria Park. And you know what they say? A thousand magpies. <laughs> um, oh, surprise. I don't know. festival success. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. And also I'm jingling because I went to the cafe and they don't accept cash. And right. I only had a note. I was very, so you've now got... I had a 2019 misstep. You've got a percussion I've section. I've got 36 50p's in my back pocket. <laughs> but I pushed through the fact that I was showing my age and saying, well, at least now I'll be able to feed the meter. Huh. <laughs> and the of young, course, there were no meters anyway. Yeah, gender-fluid person yeah. in the cafe was like, do they still have those? And I was like, yep, nope. No, <laughs> not a parking meter anyway. Yeah. You might just about be able to find a tumble dryer to put them in. <laughs> <laughs> or a, uh, the uh, individual heaters in a village hall somewhere. Yes. That's the last time I saw yeah. that. Oh, those cheap drama rehearsals get so yeah. expensive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mind you, I was saying, oh, yeah, they still have those there. And then I realised that the rehearsal sh- session, see, it must have been in the middle of winter. Oh, yeah, I was rehearsing for that show we did early January. Early January, 98. Yeah. So that's not evidence that that happens anymore. So after Edinburgh, are you taking Songbird on tour? Yes. Touring from September through to end of October. Nice. Yeah. Very good. And then normally I'd do pantomime after that, but I'm not doing it this year. No panto this year? No panto. Is that because the marathon put you off costume? (laughs) Well, I've got I've got things to write, yeah. and last year during pantomime, I also had things to write. Yeah. And I had to go in. They let me set a um, they let me set up a writing station in, in the uh, uh, sound booth that was not being used. Yeah. In the theatre, and right. I wrote twenty eight songs for, <laughs> for for musicals that were going into production. Yeah. Uh, during a panto run, so every single day. Wow. I basically had to I had to turn out a song every two days yeah. without fail. Right. And send so them off to be orchestrated. And you're not going to do that. Yeah, well, I mean, the stuff is good and I'm really pleased with it all, but at the same time, fucking hell. Yeah. That yeah. was, you know, I'm, I, I'm, I'm not sure. I, I managed it because my brain didn't know what it would be yeah, to do yeah. that. Yeah, that's um, right. You, you, you bit off more than you could chew. You chewed it yeah. up and swallowed it down. Yes, but yeah, now yeah. I wouldn't do that again. Yes. Knowing, knowing that that's the schedule. Um, so who are all those songs for? Well, one of them was for 
a musical called Southbound, which was performed as a workshop in January. Excellent. Um, and the other one is for another musical uh, which has been commissioned, yep. which we just... I, yesterday I recorded one of the... It's, it's going to come out as an online animated musical first and an album. Um, so I can't say who it's been commissioned by. No. <laughs> Boring. <laughs> It's um, one of those uh, disclosure agreements you were telling me all about. Yeah, I know. Whenever I'm told, whenever I'm told not to say something, I'm usually like, "Hi, so I'm doing this. You've not asked me about it, um, and you don't I care." Just come from a meeting where but I'm I was just told telling not you. To tell you that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so I mean, it's, it's really cool because sort of got this album and this um, online animated musical. But I mean, having had, I had to have the two musicals finish at the same time. Yeah. So it was, it's quite good because I'd write one song from one show and then one song from another show. Yeah. And if they felt a bit similar, it's okay because they're from different shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I had but to also, I think, I don't know what you, again, shoehorning my own experience in here, but I wrote, um, uh, I don't, don't write musicals anymore, but I used to do this. And... Um, I was listening to a tape of musical I wrote years and years ago. And I remember at the end of it, realising that um, I'd used the same tricks in some of the songs. Like, they right. had say, quite a lot of the songs uh, had massive uh, um, uh, uh, rhythm changes, like change of, yep. uh, change of time signature or half yeah. speed. Yeah. And I had a, they, they were designed to be played on... Uh, Simple instruments with it because it was wanted to. We, we did it with a band and then had to do it with the backing track, so I recorded it very live with a, an electric guitar and drums and uh, bass and no keyboards, you know. Anyway, yeah. I remember listening to it back after the studio and just going, oh, it all sounds the same. <laughs> and then listening to it years later, it sounds really good now because it sounds like it's got a house style. Yes. It sounds like a well, band would. You know, bands never say, oh, we sound the same as ourselves. No. Because they're looking for a voice. It's funny because I didn't realise this, but there's a chord progression that I use. Uh, about three quarters of the way through the song, I change the regular chord yeah. to essentially a brighter one. Yeah. Uh, a brighter slash chord. And my orchestrator's like, that's a Vicky Stone thing. <laughs> because that's all that I, I sort of use that similar technique to lift the same, just as the, the performer will be belting and taking that the familiar thing yeah. to a new level. I, take, yeah. I use the same. Uh, and that's quite nice. Yeah, it's a good thing. Yeah. I think that this is the kind of thing you have to remember. It's really good for what you were doing with the writing to it once because it gives you that distance. Because this is the kind of thing which, if you notice it in another songwriter, you'd always like it. Oh, absolutely, you yeah. Know, like, uh, yeah. I've got a really obscure one, but I've got Robert Smith in The Cure yeah. using a uh, A7 shaped B flat. So you get that open uh, G in it. Yeah, and, yes. Uh, and that's a gorgeous chord. Yeah. And whenever he uses that, which is probably not that often, but it's certainly in more than one song. Yeah. I'm like, oh, there it is. Yes. And if I bet if I said that to him, he'd be like, damn it. <laughs> you saw through me. Yeah, it's funny. There's, there's, one, there's one song where it's quite banging and the orchestrator, because we've, we've recorded it with 10 musicians, and the orchestrator took some of the feel that I'd written out and I'd deliberately written jazz funk over a Scottish tattoo-style military snare. <laughs> nice. and, he, and he took the military snare out and I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> that, that's the point. That was the thing. That's, that's the... It's, it's a song about... <laughs> Meerkats. But let's and, look uh, at a pattern here. Maybe you need to take the dog slide, the dog bum slide out of the uh, yeah. moving song. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm juxtaposing. Yes. I'm juxtaposing right now. Yeah. I'm glad. I think we should uh, wrap it up when we get yeah. to the cafe. Just yeah. because, I, I don't know about you, but I'm so sick of these 50p's jingling. <laughs> 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 I'm just throwing them all in the lake. But um, 
I thought I just it's amusing to think of what um Paul would have said as we got slightly into the uh Minutiae of, uh, of uh, musical. Yeah, we're sort of chatting chords. <laughs> you can imagine. Yeah. I did read the, uh, the other day, I read that um, the guy who, the songwriter who wrote all um, uh, Tom Jones' big early hits, yeah. died. And I was reading his obituary. And they were saying they sat down, you know, they were, it was totally, it was a factory, you know. They, yeah. they, they'd write the. They wrote for different people, and it was really clear on like so and so liked schmaltzy stuff, and so you know Tom Jones liked something like um, a couple of bluesy notes, yeah. and something a little bit sort of sexy. Anyway, they were writing Delilah, and it was all together as this big doomy sort of folk songish model, and then the other guy, how oh, was he the lyricist? It doesn't matter. The other guy said, and then go major in the chorus. Yeah. No, then we had it. I just yeah. love the idea that that song existed before that. Yes. And now when you hear that, you think, of course. Of course, yeah, Whoa. yeah, yeah. And it's, you know, it's a brilliant. It's like those details are great for us. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, thanks for this. I'm going to get a picture of us by the lake. Yeah. And, um, and then uh, the things we need to do. Before and after. Paul, Paul has texted me right now. He's probably got some secret. Some sort of question. Is, you know, don't know whether it's a message for you. So <laughs> you have to see the whole non-selfie photo thing. <laughs> uh, so it could be a message. Oh, I'll take my glasses off again. Uh, good. But by talking, you've made it clear to our listeners that you were wearing glasses. Oh. But they're good. Uh. They're proper glasses. Yeah. They they're also, they're also covered in paint. They're my painting glasses. I'm renovating a house at the moment. Can I take a picture of your glasses for the sake of the story? Yeah. There's and you're renovating a house. I'm renovating a house, which is a terrible thing to be doing at the same time as preparing an Edinburgh show. Yeah, it's almost like trying to write a load of songs while you're doing a pantomime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's exactly it. <laughs> uh, every day I'm like, can I, I don't want to discuss a kitchen anymore. Just put it in. <laughs> <laughs> Slap it in. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. Fine. Yes. Dump proof it. Good. <laughs> well, um, Paul will be back soon. But in the meantime, I didn't really miss him because I had you here. Oh, Thank you. that's Vicky very Stone. nice. Oh, um, if... Uh, you, you tweet, right? Yeah, I do tweet. What's your Twitter handle? At Vicky Stone, V-I-double-K-I. V-I-double-K-I. Yeah. That's key. That is and key. And Songbird will be in Edinburgh and then Edinburgh on tour. Edinburgh and then on tour. And hopefully we'll see you at some kind of... Some kind of running event. Some kind of dog. Yeah. Bert-related. I'll, I'll be dressed as a dog doing some stupid distance. Yeah, you'll be doing, <laughs> you'll probably be doing an ultra dress as Bob Carroll Jesus. <laughs> yeah, a triathlon in, in my eagle outfit. Getting money's worth out of it. The eagle outfit! Sold. There we go. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. 
Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.